Potter City presents 21 Days in God's Presence filled with intense prayers. Date 3rd to 23rd January 2022. And now, Prophet Amen. They that seek the Lord, they will find him. He said that when you draw near unto me, I will also draw near unto you. So we have a responsibility to make sure that um, we draw near to God. The closer you are to God, the easier life becomes. I will say that again. The closer you are to God, the more your enemies stay away from you. The closer you are to God, the more clear your future is. Because we are going where nobody knows where we are going. And we are going where only God can take us to where we are going. We don't have to know him as Alpha, you might know him as Omega. From the beginning, he knows how it will end. I want to promise you by the authority of God's word that God will surely reward your fasting. Because that is what he said in his word. He said, when you fast, there is a reward. And I pray that your reward will be an uncommon testimony around your environment. Um, Friday, we started talking about raising an altar. Uh, we have been speaking about the authors. Those of you who have been part of the program right from three weeks ago. We gave the effect of the dangers of the authors in our backgrounds as a result of where we come from. The idol worship and different things. And we also spoke about um, the way out of it. Because there is always a way out. Are you with me? So we said that the generational idol worship and stuff when we study the bible carefully has effect on our lives and we are a generation that has decided that we will serve the lord the thing about life is that if you study the bible carefully anything you don't deal with it today can rise up and deal with you tomorrow number two I said that you cannot confront anything you have not identified. So revelation in our work with God is very, very crucial. Now, this is a revelation God has brought. If you read the Bible, for instance, God said that those who serve idols, their sorrows will multiply. It means that when we go to our hometowns and we see idols standing there, it is not a decoration. If you study the Bible, you realize that it is only in idol worship that God punished Israel without any mercy. When he was giving the Ten Commandments, he said that you shall not make any other gods beside me. Amen. Um, so, as God gave us a revelation, we started preaching about those things. And by the grace of God, we have come at it. Very strong revelation about the fact that we need to get solution to it. So I started preaching about the solution. And uh, finally, God brought us to the place that we said that we need to raise an altar and raise a new altar against the old altar. And that is what we started doing from Friday. People brought seeds and things we quoted from the book of Judges. And the book of Judges, God specifically told Gideon to go to his father's house and pull down the altar of Baal and raise a new altar. Hallelujah to Jesus. 
because the scriptures cannot be broken. God is not a joker. He says what he means and he means what he says. Once you stand on authority of God's word, it will be difficult for the devil to get to you because Satan cannot go through the word of God. When Jesus was tempted, the common thing Jesus said was that it is written. It is written. Tell your neighbor you must know what is written. Are you alive? So he told him, he said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. It is written. So we must know what is written. Stand on what is written to deal with the enemies of our future. The good thing about this revelation is that once we come to the place to conquer, it is not just about us. It is for generations after us. It means that I can stand in authority of God's word and tell you that there is a bright future for your children. There is a bright future for your great-grandchildren. There is a bright future for generations after you. It means that from you, I believe a generational curse has ended. And a generational blessing has begun. As we stick to the authority of God's word. Hallelujah. Jesus was teaching in the book of Matthew chapter 6, which I call the threefold call. And he taught three principles that if every Christian practiced that principle, it will be difficult for the enemy to come after you. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 2, he started talking about the first thing. He talked, give me the New Living Translation. The first thing he talked was giving. He said, when you give. He didn't say, if you give. He said, when. Once we see if, it is conditional. Once we see when, it is mandatory. It means that you cannot separate giving from your work with God. The reason is that everything produces after eight kind. If we came from God, then we have to do the things God do. God is a giver. So if God is a giver, then everything that comes from God should be a giver. In fact, I told you that everything God created gives. If the thing doesn't give, God will not create it. He established a principle and he said that whilst the earth remains, seed time and harvest time. It means that as you go about in life, everything we do is a seed. Everything. There is nothing we do on earth that is not a seed. Love is a seed. Hatred is a seed. Unforgiveness is a seed. Stealing is a seed. Adultery is a seed. Fornication is a seed. Doing good is a seed. Once, in fact, Paul put it this way, whatsoever a man sow, and when he was talking to them, not all of them are farmers. So he's not talking about just going to the farm to go and plant. He said, whatsoever you sow, that is what you reap. So in life, we must learn to understand that God is a giver. For God so loved the word that he gave. So Jesus said that when you give, and among the first three principles, I'm surprised that the one he put first was giving. If you stop giving, you stop growing. If you stop growing, you start dying. And when you die, your case is closed. I'll say that again. So, the way we are struggling to give, we don't have a choice than to pray to come to that realm where everything in our life is given. Everything. Everything in our life. And that is the only way. So, Jesus said, when you give, then you go to verse number five. When you jump to verse number, he said, when you pray, everybody said, when you pray. So what did he say first? First one is what? Second one is what? And then verse number 16. What did he say? Huh? Verse number 16. What did, yes? What did he say? 
So, that is it. When you fast, when you pray, when you give, he put the giving first. You have done the fasting. You have done the praying. It is, now among all the three, the most di- difficult one is the first one. That is why you put it first. The first one is more difficult. It is difficult to give than to fast. It is difficult to give than to pray. Everybody can pray, but not everybody can give. And the reason we find it difficult to give is our indwelling selfishness, self-centeredness, and another word, um, covetousness. Hallelujah. Receive grace to be a giver. I was telling the people at the all night, I told last two weeks all night, I was preaching and I diverted to a point and I started talking about the father. Christians who enter into politics and I said that it is good that we don't just sit here and allow different religions, people who are Hindus, uh, all kinds of things, go to politics and we are sitting and praying for them. And they make decisions for us. So it's very important that we are there. And I said that what about our parliament I'm not sure the number, but I'm sure it's over 200. About, if it's 250, what about if you have about 200 among the 250 who are tongue-talking and Holy Ghost fail? What do you think would have happened to our system? Can you imagine we have 80% parliamentary members speaking in tongues? Nobody will even raise a topic about LGBTQ+++++. Think about it. So I said we should go there. But the Lord came to me and told me that, listen, it is good to tell them to go there. But don't tell them to go there with the kind of stingy life they have. Because that place, the territory is turbulent. And the wickedness is very high. Because some of them will be ready to sacrifice their wife for power. They will be ready to sacrifice. When I say it's not just Ghana. Every political arena in the world the turbulence is very dangerous. So whilst you despise your, your altar, they don't despise their altars. It means that somebody can carry a human being, just go to some place, sacrifice the person just to get power. And I'll show you the scripture about the Moabite king who was fighting with Israel. Israel's ammunition was good, but whilst they prevailed, he put his firstborn, and that is a politician. I said that is a politician. In our time the king took and the devil has no change if satan can move people at that time to do it he can move people this time to do it <laughs> by revelation it was recorded but <laughs> there are so many things going on that you are not aware when you hear some explosive as blast and it has killed people. In the natural, you can say whatever you are saying, but in the spirit, something motivated it. Somebody might have done something that has moved the devil to do what he's doing. Both the light and darkness from the supernatural cannot do anything on earth without the contact of a man. So for somebody to go and consult something and it's demanded, number one, it is even strange for 
such things to be exported without escort. I mean, <laughs> uh, in some other countries, they might not even allow you to pass it through the road. Maybe you just have to lift it by air or something. Or go by ship or boat or whatever. But that is what it is. So don't just look at things and conclude, oh, this thing, somebody's mistake. It started in the spirit. But you don't have eyes to see. And if God has not opened your eyes, you will know that this is where the source is coming from. You don't kill people in the natural until you kill them in the spirit face. Once you finish it in the spirit, the, the, the natural is not important. Because everything in the natural comes from the supernatural. So God said, much as you want them to go, show them the principle that when they go there, it's going to be very turbulent. So that when their competitors engage their demonic altar, they must know how to gate their God altar. Now, I want you to know that it's not just political anger, but every office where you are. They can bring all the, all the promotions and take your name out. They can do all the promotions and take your name out. They can even promote people who are below you. Because the people below you belong to a society with them that you are not part. So there are certain places when you find yourself, only God must fight for you. And only God must go to some people's bedroom and warn them. Nobody knew in their heart that Laban was in the way to go and kill Jacob. Only God read it in his heart and said, this guy, that, so can you imagine, he was going to kill the man, take his two daughters, take his grandchildren, and bring them back. And who said Laban cannot do that? A man that can finish a wedding and tell his in-law to go to the bedroom, and the one that was wedded was not given but another woman, and asked you to pay another seven years for the one you wed. And I, like I, was, I was telling you, Jacob married Rachel twice, but he married Leah one. He didn't marry Leah. The first wedding, Rachel. Second wedding, Rachel. So he never married Leah. He only married Rachel twice. And no wonder he cursed almost all the children of Leah. This is a man that changed the wages of a man. He testified. So don't, don't deceive yourself to think that the father you are the strong pillar or strength of the company means that they wish you were. Laban testified that God has blessed me for your sake. But the man that God is blessing him for his sake is still treating him ill. When the spirit of wickedness is in operation, it does not matter what you do. The only one that can speak for you is God. There is an adage that they say that you don't kill the hand that laid the golden egg. But not with the people of the wicked. It doesn't matter how good and how pure the gold is with the egg. They will still kill you. So after Jacob making became wealthy, testified that I have learned by experience God has blessed me for your sake. And Jacob testified that you have changed my wages ten times. Do you, mean what it, do you know what that means? It means that, okay, let's go to contract. Let's do this job. Take care of the sheep. If the sheep get to 2,000 after that, anything that comes excess after 2,000, I will share 50-50 with you. 
By the time the sheep get to 10,000, and another thousand is added that Jacob should get 500, Laban will change the, the, the thing. And he said, I know what I did first was 2015. 2008, 22, things has changed. So what I said, I made a mistake. Then he changed it. He did that 10 times. So all the wealth that Jacob had, God has to give it to him. So at a point, the wages couldn't work again. What was working is that the sheep has speckle and they have other one. When we say speckle, let me bring it to your point. Sometimes you see a sheep is white but with black, black spot. Some of them to come white. So Jacob decided that. Laban said, okay. And sometimes they don't, some of them are not, they don't have good price in the market. So he decided that the one that don't have good price in the market, take that one. And he also know that those particular ones is very difficult for the sheep to produce. So the one he gave to Jacob is very difficult for the sheep to produce. God gave Jacob insight to paint sticks. Point it to the sheep with the color. So if Jacob paint the stick black and white and show it to the sheep, they start producing black and white. If you point to them all white, they see they start producing white. But that one only God can do. Only God can do that. So I want to present to you that the way you think you can make it by your hard working in this generation, you are making a mistake. The way we are fasting, you don't mean to fast. You don't think that this fasting is too much. And there's a reason. This fasting psychologically is telling us that, Lord, we can't go there by our strength. We can't go through 2022 by our strength. In fact, we don't even know who we are dealing with. We cannot tell our enemies. Sometimes the people we are laughing with are the ones who want to kill us. So our life is in your hands. And like I'm telling you, come to the place that we just don't want to prosper. We want to prosper right. If you take my English word, we want to prop, prosper God's way. Because if the prosperity is not God's way, the Bible says at the end, we will become a fool. It means that we can't steal to prosper. Even though the temptation to steal is there. We cannot be dubious and crooked. We can't, you cannot be a Christian and push cocaine to prosper. Because Jeremiah prophesied in Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 11. I told you this is a scripture I knew from many years ago that I concluded that it's dangerous. He said, like the partridge that hack eggs. She has no lay. And I like it from the King James for this one. He said that, as the partridge seated on an eggs and hatched them not, so he that getteth riches, he that getteth riches and not by right, shall leave them in the midst of his days and at the end he shall become a fool. So he said, if your prosperity is not on the right way as a child of God, you would die before your time, leaving them in the midst of your days. And at the end, the reason you become a fool is that all the people that knew you, you were a millionaire in the, in the 90s, now see you in 2022 begging. Because let me tell you something. 
The spirit behind money. It is man that printed. It is God that shared it. So if God doesn't give it to you, any other means you get it. I don't envy anybody who has stolen to make wealth. I don't care. I have seen some of them miserable. When I was growing up and my mother's and my father's first station as teachers was in Akemoda, that we stayed there a little bit. I saw some sawmills. That time sawmills was big. There was a man there. He has big sawmills. He has serious cars. Lebanese man. Oh, wow. Baby Benz, whatever. Those times, we just come and sit by the roads as children to see his car passing. Unfortunately, there was no phone to take pictures. I could have taken it and bring it to you because even the pictures we take, those days the camera, you look like this. You bring something up, it's black and white. And then when, when, when you take it, you can take it 10 times before they print one. This is my flower, flower, love. I bounce around another Lebanese who bring a lot of flowers from Lebanon and different places. He became my friend. We're talking and I don't know how the conversation got you to. So he got to the place that, oh, he grew up in Odessa. Oh, wow, I also grew up there. And I said, how can you be a Lebanese? And he mentioned his father. He mentioned his father. Huh? Say, yes, that's my father, my biological father, one father, one mother. So I asked, I said, where is your dad? He said, hmm. even now how to eat is difficult. I couldn't even t- I was a young boy. I was a little boy, but I understand. I mean, everybody who has sitting in Odan knows that man I'm talking about. If I sit in Odan and talk about soulmates, Jesus Christ. What can a man fall from grace like that? Because probably the prosperity was not right. Check anybody that has gone to seek a draw for money. Papa Deboe said they went to evangelism and there was a man that is struggling. She has gone to consult which doctors to make money. They gave him something to swallow. Nothing worked. He almost died. They led him to Christ. Came to church. It was going on. After some time, they didn't see him. So follow up. They went, oh, we have not seen you at church. He said, no, no, I've stopped coming. Why? He said, oh, I realized that. The first one, I didn't swallow it well. So now I've gone to swallow the thing very well. She make money. And according to the time he came back to them, they say, the people that make the money came to him and said, that you have two weeks to leave. He, so, she was coming to the church back. Nobody even at that time, I think the pastor was not around. So he said, because they want to kill him in uh, Nigeria, he is running to London. He died in the air. So why are we sowing seed? Why are we giving? Why are we paying tight? Why are we doing all those things? We are securing our finances on the altar of God in the future. Now, Jesus was going to be baptized by John the Baptist. She got there. John the Baptist's eye was open and said, Hey, Please, I beg you. This thing, don't put me into trouble. I rather should be baptized by you. Jesus said, no. 
suffer it to be so to fulfill all righteousness that means I don't leave any gap this morning when I was praying the Lord spoke to me and said that teach them all the givings in the Bible if it escapes offering tight must meet it if it escapes tight sacrifice must meet it some way somehow if the spirit of Jezebel escaped the sword of Jehu Hazel must take care if he escaped the sword of Jezebel then the prophetic sword must take care God said he that escaped sometimes they must escape if there is an escape there must be a backup my responsibility is to preach the word how you will receive it and obey is your responsibility the sower went to sow. So all of them was fulfilled. People talk about, Jesus didn't talk about tight. I say, well, the reason he didn't talk about it is that it was not even a, an issue and a problem. The first time he talked about it, he said that you pay tight of cumin and mint. It means that if a Jewish man went to Malata market and buy spices, he paid tight. So the thing was so strong that it was not a challenge to write about. So that is another one. We teach you sacrificial giving. There are people in the Bible, when David counted Israel, God was judging him. And 70,000 people have died. Nathan came to him, God, his prophet at that time, and said, listen, this is no prayer for me. Go and raise an altar. He said, he gave him the rest. He said, go and raise an altar. Raise an altar to stop this. David went to the threshing floor of Aruna. When he got there, the man himself had seen the angel standing, hanging between the heaven and the air. His family was the next to be killed. So he told David, no, no, please. Me, myself, I can see the killing has come close to me. Take the thing free. Take the altar. Take. David said, no. If I do it free, it will not produce effect. I will not give anything to God that costs me nothing. David bought it, and the Bible specifically mentioned the amount in gold. He put the sacrifice on the altar. The Bible says, and the Lord commanded the angel to stop. It means that sacrifice has power to stop judgment. So sometimes we tell you, bring a sacrifice. Amen. Now, there is another one. We talk about offering. When he was talking about tithe, he said, you have robbed me in tithe and what? In offering. Offering is different from tithe. Offering is different from tithe. Tithe is the one-tenth of your income. Minimum. Minimum. It depends on the level of your fee, but minimum, 10% of whatever you get, make sure you give God tithe. So, we teach you all the givings. Hallelujah. There's another giving you give to the poor. There's another one you give to the needy. Different kinds. But because we are dealing with altar, I want to limit it to this one. Hallelujah. Now, so, we talk about offering, we talk about tithe, we talk about sacrificial giving. There is another one in the Bible that me, myself, when I was growing up as a Christian, I highly saw pastors preaching it. Let me tell you something. The most difficult message for every pastor to preach is giving. And the reason is because of your attitude. When I say you, not you, but the body of Christ. Tight payment when I was in Presby is come to do so do do. It is not an issue. My mother 
You walk, somebody give you money, my mother will make sure you take tight out of it. How many times have I read this Bible? I don't need anybody to preach it. Now listen, you don't need anybody to preach it. Even if you are not hearing a message, you have a Bible. Let's assume nobody is preaching. You have a Bible. The problem is not what they are saying. You yourself, you are not willing to pay. And because you want an escape route, you have got a backing. And that is demonic. Because what hit me was strong. The Lord said, those that are discouraging you to pay your tithe are sacrificing to their altar. Do you know as a result of that move the devil did, how many people have stopped paying tithe? And look at the sicknesses in the church. Look at the diseases in the church. Look at the incurable. How do you call all those sicknesses that's not supposed to attack Christians? Divorce. So even if the devil makes sure the, devil, the sickness will not kill you, you will pay tax. You will always spend money on the sickness. Because if you don't pay tight and God stop the divorce, he has go against his way. This is the danger. He loves you so much. She waits, but Jesus told them, he said, listen, this is not about being apostle. You must know the truth. Jesus said, it's not about having a title. I'm telling you, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. If you don't continue, you are not my disciple. Then once you continue in my word, you will know the truth. Because sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Then you will know the truth. And when you know the truth, you might not need anointing service. The truth itself has power to set you free. What about if I don't know the truth? What about it? Our self-centeredness. Because let me tell you something. The prosperity of every country has a strong connection with the attitude of the people. So until we get people working in different departments in Ghana, that see it as a calling. They are going nowhere. Until we get people in the church that whatever they do, they see it as a calling. What I do, I see it as a calling. It has nothing to do what I will get or what I won't get. No. I have the right to preach around. If I go to America to preach, if I go to Europe to preach, if I go to London to preach, once I preach in the church, I will be blessed. Because the church will bless me, they will give me an millennium, other people will bless me as God blesses me. So, it is always good to go outside. Uh-huh. But if I go outside, what happened to my people? So, if it is a calling, you don't look at the money, you look at the commitment to Christ. It took God a long time to get me to go to the nations. It took me a long time. He said, no, you can't just stay here. You have to go. The ministry I've given you is Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost part of the world. You have come to the place that other people must drink from your grace. He said, go and help them. It's a calling. Amen. And let me tell you something. Every calling of God is a high calling. Every calling of God is a high calling. Yesterday, I picked another revelation that shocked me. God was teaching me the word of God. And he said that people that drive people away from the church didn't start from you. Didn't start from your time and your generation. There are people in church, they talk people out of the church. But look at it. 
Jesus has taken disciples to taking multitude to a place to go and preach. The people were hungry. Hmm? The anointing has drawn them to Jesus. This is what the apostles are supposed to take charge Jesus. Send the people away. I have never seen that revelation. Yesterday God taught me. Because I want you to preach a message about it. And thank God, God, who knew their error didn't send them away. They say, the people that has come to receive salvation, deliverance, send them away. And Jesus said, no. Can't send them away like that. They go back in their sin, they go back in their sick, they go back in their disease. Their salvation is more important than the food. He said, you give them something to eat. It means that you have something in you that can feed them. So instead of telling somebody how bitter you are in church and how you feel like we own you or the church owns you, there is something in you that can feed the best. Well, another time, one opportunity will preach that. When you had opportunity, we preach that. Jesus said, give them something to eat. It's not just physical food. We cannot tell the future of the souls of the people God brings to church. And the least we can do to make sure that none of the people who have come here go back to hell. Because there's a generation that don't understand calling. Everybody that God calls in a pastor, first thing, want to stand in the pulpit and preach. But there is a pulpit that is bigger than this one. There is a puppet that is more influential. Just I hear one person in the church and he said, I saw this person coming to church. He received an altar call. My responsibility to make sure he stay at church. I'm going to give her, I'm going to buy latogen, I'm going to buy needle, and I'm going to start giving her milk until I bring her to cocoa, until I start eating and pesce. Then I know that the person is established. It pleases God because a calling of God is not only standing in a puppet. It's not. The three strong significance as I was developing the message that Jesus, number one, he called us. The disciples didn't call them, say he called them. Number two, he gave them power to go out there. Number three, they must make account to him. So if you see them, anytime they go, they come back and say, Master, they came by and said, Master, we went to preach. The demons are subject to us in your name. So is God saved. One day, me and you will make an account. I fear for some of you sitting in church who has gift, talent, that will help the kingdom, but you do nothing about it. Our whole life is wake up in the morning, chase money, what we can eat, come back home. But I tell you, when you meet Jesus, tell him that you were a faithful banker. Tell Jesus that you had a business. It's not funny. One day, the Bible said, every one of us will make an account. And it does not matter where you are. It does not matter where you are. Some of them that God called, they were fishermen. But with the fishing, whatever, generational fishing attribute in them that they go to fishing, Inside them were one preaching 3,000 souls. 
So I cannot tell what is inside you. When God called me, I knew I'm called. You cannot be called and not know. The girl who was singing the soul, I saw her walking in church for a very long time. I've seen her walking in church. I cannot tell when he joined the choir. I don't think it's very long because I've not seen her for a very long time. But all those talents, when he was sitting doing nothing, was in her. So what is in you? It must start from somewhere. I started in a presbytery church as a chorister. Yes. Oh, I've not told you before. I was a chorister. After I went through catechism, and then I was, there, there's something they do, there's called you have to learn all the catechism, and then you come there and confirm. Then, after that, that time the law is automatically, you have to join. I was a chorister. Yes. Until I left the Presbyterian Church, I was a chorister. I never sing solo, but I was a chorister. <laughs> In fact, the Presbyterian Church is very difficult. Nobody sang solo. The, the, the master just stand and then we all sing. No, the choir master, that's all. And then, the charismatic, I don't even know what I do. Do you know, even global, that's my wife. I was a Sunday school teacher. Later, I was promoted to teach maturity class. And my maturity class, eh, it almost became a church. In fact, people have already gone through it, came back. I'm telling you. You can ask Papa Robert. I mean, I was there. Papa Robert just took me there straight. He said, Wow. People will run quickly early in the morning to come and listen to my maturity class. I didn't start in the pulpit. Later, they said that when people die in the church at the funeral, I'm the one who preach. That's my wife. We were married then. One day there was a funeral I went to preach. It became a revival. I finished preaching. The dead body almost gave his life to Christ. Everybody, chiefs, everything. I forget it. Until some, some place people went. I mean, people were falling under the power. But if you don't start from somewhere, you sit in a church where a teacher, the father can stand in classroom with a chalk. It's a sign that you can start teaching one or two people. Finally, Papa, I mean, some senior pastors were there, Pastor. Uh, uh, Pastor John Dems came to tell Papa, hey, today what happened? In fact, the, the serious thing is that the dead body was lying in the door. Somebody fell under Papa, almost fell on the dead body to push the dead body down. Then one day, when I went to the church, there was this people called prayer warriors. They said, where they walk, because of Papa's instinct and love of prayer, I mean, you cross church, you say, Papa wants to meet all prayer warriors. And you see, they are the one Papa meets. He doesn't meet anybody. So you see them walking. And, and one day, I was standing there. I said, the Lord said, everybody must be a prayer warrior. 
So I told Papa, I want to start an online. And that's the revival. To cut a long story short, this is where we are. But it must start from somewhere. Listen, time is too short. Yesterday it came to me from heaven. Bam. He said, Don't measure it by birth, measure it by death. I said, Lord, I don't understand what you are saying. It means that. God decided the time everybody exit to this end. Whether you like it or not. You can confess you'll be 100. It's still in the hands of God. That means that when we say the time is short, it depends. If you are 20 and God has decided that you live 33, it is short. If you are 50 and God says you live 100, it's how long? So, the longevity and shortivity or whatever, if you can take it, does not depend on the time you were born. It depends on what the measure God gives you. That is why Jesus said, occupy till I come. Don't waste the time because you don't know how much is left. If you exit now, what will you tell God? As if we are joking. The satanic host has made this generation that all life is about is to chase money. So we value chasing money than serving God. You, your heart is more important into your shop, your business, your office than God's kingdom. And that is even the reason we are struggling because we have turned the order. You seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first and I will take care of the business. And the people that chase money find it difficult to give. I'm telling you. you know the most, sometimes one of the most stingy people are wealthy people. And when we hear these people give uh, so-so-and-so is a philanthropist, so-so-and-so, don't just be moved or check the motive. The giving God is not moved by the quantum you give. The motive behind the giving is more important. So, some people even dust things so that they will escape taxes. Coronavirus came here and locked all of us down to let us. I saw that people were afraid. If I went to New York, a pastor said something, he said, Prof, <laughs> I'm telling you. He said, during the lockdown, people will call you and say that, eh, can I have preaching? He said, now everything is cooled down. All those who started coming to church have stopped. Now they are in the disco. Human nature. Because that time, everybody didn't know what was happening. People were saying the earth, the earth is ending, so you are afraid. Those serving Bronsam was looking for God. Because now the thing we talk about, heaven becomes a reality. Folks, this same Jesus will see him go. Come in the same man. Now, dear, you will not make heaven. As for that, I know. I know. But my problem with you is that when you stand before Jesus, what will you tell him? When he told you about the gift he put inside, can you imagine, Prophet Nana? I refuse to respond to God's call. Now, the way you are saying, mm, there are people like me who didn't respond. It didn't start in your time. I saw people in the Bible, God called them, go and pray to people in Ukraine to me. Go to Nineveh, they run to Tashas. So I'm born again, I've come, now I need a wife. 
I need a husband. God give it to you. The next time I need a child. When God finish the child, now you are giving two children. Increase the money. When the money increases now, the children are 15 years. It must go another increase. So we are relating to God on the basis of give me, give me, give me, give me. It's nothing. Now, let me tell you this, how serious it is. It is possible some of you. It happened last year. And let me tell you. The whole of 2021, from January 1st to 31st December, nobody's name entered the book of life because of you. Think about it. But you are wearing a nice dress. Nobody. You don't even remember the last time you told somebody that Jesus loves you. Have you heard the good news? Jesus loves you. Okay. The devil has killed that thing. He has killed it in us. The sensitivity of telling somebody Jesus loves you is not there. In fact, just inviting somebody to come to church is not there. We became born again, they taught us. Don't go. Saturday, you don't sleep. Find somebody and come to church with a person. And we'll be hunting people. I remember Pastor Koro those days. She made a covenant that every Saturday you go and preach the gospel. That day, we went to do something, he was tired. And he slept. When he wake up, it was after 12. Hey! To that, didn't fulfill my obligation. So he get to town. And at that time, the town quiet. So whilst we were walking, he saw some small smoke coming from uncompleted. So some people were smoking weed. So he got there and when they saw him, he was wearing black, but I think he told us, they started running, he started chasing them. <laughs> the guy were running, he was chasing them. He, and he can run. Chased them after about seven minutes of running, the guy smoking weed fell down. Okoro just fell on him. Jesus loves you. He said, oh, To interest you to know that that guy is now an, a pastor. Pastor in a huge church. I've been saying, 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 i the man who saved. When he pray, when he fast, when he give. God didn't give us this auditorium for spaces to be empty. Because every day, Satan is sweeping people into hell. There is a puppet in the hospital. There is a puppet in the ghettos. There is a puppet in the market that your neighborhood. And can I tell you this? It is difficult to get involved in God's business and backslide. I'm talking to somebody. And when you meet Jesus, you can't have a screw. Jesus will tell you that I told you. The zeal of the Lord must begin to burn inside us. And the passion should be this year, make it a target that at least Twelve people's name will enter the book of life because of you. Twelve. At least every month one soul.
suffer it to be so to fulfill all righteousness. Because in Baden Power doing ministry, suddenly there are questions you can't have answer. I don't know how this telling is coming from. Stay away. Okay, stay at home almost two years. Start a fellowship. Come to 20 in garage. I told the landlord at that time who was trying to help us. He said, buy the people that are living now. I said, can we break the garage and extend it? Start there. Okay, people were coming. There was a Jamaican woman there took us to police station. That these people are making noise here. How many of you were there? Oh, thank God for your life. Amen. Uh, let's get there. When we were writing the history, we put it there. We moved to Salvation Army. We started growing. One day they called me in a meeting. We didn't know this is the way you are going to go. Don't come here again after one week. God make a way. We got them. We were enjoying ourselves. We have arrived. All those who are laughing at us, we have got our own auditorium. Golden auditorium. Nice. The opportunity to extend. Let's build story buildings here. We'll come and fast and pray and do this. If God has not permitted, it won't happen. One day we came from church. We have declared 40 days fasting to pray for the country. Day one, day two, bam. We went there. Our building is locked with the seal of chief justice. Tears. I am building a ministry for you. What is this trouble? He said, wrong. Wrong. I am using a ministry to build you. <laughs> so, I have to be built for this. I cannot jump from where I was and come here to do what I'm doing. I will fail and disgrace God. There are things you go through. It naturally gives you a humble heart. Because by the time it happens, you can boast. Because you don't even know how it happens. When you come to the place, you realize that you were just a twin brother to failure. And suddenly, success takes place. You cannot boast. You cannot tell. You, you, that is why I can tell you that if you say you build this place, God will kill you. It doesn't go into my head. I can't know what to say. But assuming I'm not, if he didn't use ministry to build me arrogance and pride. Everything was successful. I jumped from building power. Suddenly, I get double crowd of what is happening there. It means that God has not built me up. So, every success has a painful history. And if your success doesn't have that painful history, be careful. Every good marriage has gone through rough road. Ability to endure. The ability to stand. The ability to shed tears and still come and share word. cross his leg and take, oh, take me there. I have seen pastors go to America. They become pimps. Do you know pimp? You know. 
I've seen pastors backslide. One of my daughters told me a story. He said, Papa, works in our office and I'm, he said, today I've cried. I said, why? He said, there was a pastor I used to know in Ghana. We used to go to his ministry at that time. He would church. He came to America. He was even, he started a church. And I even went there. He said, when you send me in America, when you see like school bars and things, you give them away. So he said, there was a baller car in front of me. And I didn't want to overtake the baller car. So I stood there because in a short while they would move. And he said, guess what? When the baller car stopped and the person was going to pick the ball, I saw it was the pastor. God is my witness. He said, Papa, I cried. What makes a pastor become a baller man? I am not saying it's a bad job. But can you imagine, Prophet Nana? You come and see me in America. God forbid. No, what makes wrong? He has not been trained for the work. Learn the challenges in the work. Using it to build you. Deal with cantankerous mean people. You must learn to have a large heart. It has taken time for me to have a large heart. You have to learn betrayer. You have to learn to see people you trust but that will leave you. You have to learn people you have adopted as daughters. Spend time with them. Get a job for them. When they walk out of you and when you call them they won't listen. They won't answer. And you still have to love them from afar. And those things, it doesn't take one day. There are things in my life. It took me 18 years to learn. 18. Before God came to me and said, now you have passed. All those, your first two years marriage, I love you, I love you. Keep loving. <laughs> keep loving, keep loving. Don't worry, keep, keep saying. No. So it's not as easy as you think. When you walk into this compound and you see what is happening, if you don't know that, listen, the secret of men are in their stories. Don't just, don't just envy it. Don't just, uh, and these pastors, where they get money from, all the people they talk, they don't even know anything about ministry. And let me tell you something, talk is cheap. And then I was sitting down, and then my husband, and then, 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 and then you see them crying, and then the man, that he doesn't love me again. He loves you. You are only being tested. Nothing would try your patience, character, your endurance than marriage. Nothing. So deal with your ego. And that is why if you step out of the boundaries, God comes after you. Listen. You can't follow Christ and be put to shame. Let me put it a better way before you clap. You can't work for Christ wholeheartedly. Guys, what I do, I do it from the depth of my heart. I don't even, I don't even think about myself. I don't even think about what will happen. Love Christ more than yourself. And do something for him. We are not faking, we are not doing it. No, wish people do something for Jesus, He will bless you. 
there is a time coming what you are chasing will chase you I am standing here I don't have time to stay at home people come and give me all kinds of things all kinds of things lands, this, I don't know what to even do with them and I realized that God brought me to a place that the things that I could have celebrated now they don't mean anything to me Apostle Paul said I count all this thing but don't I might get to the excellence of Christ as a result of my training and the things I've gone through I have lost appetite for some things I would thank you but I won't celebrate a Rolls Royce who gave it to me think about it some people gather during my 50th birthday and bought me a Rolls Royce I have never drive the car up to today. Where the car is parked, it is still there. Can you imagine it is yours? Yeah. No, it, I, I even forgotten I have it. Where my heart is and what I want to do for God, it's not part of my thinking. So I said, <laughs> if it is yours, even if you have nowhere to go, you'll find some place. You are just going. I'm going here. I'm going to uh, uh, Sugakope. I mean, you just be driving. I have to move it. But let me tell you, there was a time. Somebody gave me BMW. Living by I left my wife in the house to come and sleep in the car. I will wax the car. I want to, to buy wax. You put white in. You wax it. Clean the t- everything. Finish and cover it. <laughs> Today, those things don't mean anything to me. Heart for God. Because I checked the Bible from Genesis, I realized that a lot of prophecies came about Christ till his second return. And 95% has been fulfilled. So we left it five. And the five is pestilence, pandemics. That one too has come to pass. Now I left it one. There is one that must be. It must come through and then Christ will come. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world. But apart from that, everything has come to pass. Men shall be lovers of their own self. It's a demonstration in our time. Covetous, boasters, blasphemous. It's there. There's only one thing left. And don't deceive yourself to think that. You just have to go to Afghanistan. No. This gospel must be preached. You are so raised, raised YouTube, Facebook, things. So, nobody will give an excuse that he didn't hear the word. And God is not waiting for people to repent. He's waiting for people to hear. I'm telling you. Honey, chase the money. Get the money. But work for Christ. What I'm trying to tell you is that don't stop making the money. But find something to it. I'm not too sure who I'm talking to. But I pray that this is not be one of the messages that pass here. Enter here and pass here. Go and think about it.
One day, we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I saw Josmeya say something that struck me. He said, even if God wants to take me today, I'm ready to go. And he said, I have to work for him. Can you say that? I don't want to go to heaven and feel miserable and bad. Because one day we'll stand. And God will say that. I put teaching gifts inside you. I put singing gifts inside you. I put all the gifts inside you. What did you do with it? Me standing here. This is my classmate. Come. Come. This man. It's my classmate. He's the engineer at the whole Tema. So Tema, you can't do anything without he giving you permits. You can't build. You can't do that. He's an engineer. It's my classmate. We we're in the same dormitory. He was sleeping. I don't know whether I, both of us were down. Huh? Started from St. Paul's ah, to the Rose City and Girls. If I didn't preach, I'm an engineer. This is classmate. Today we're classmates. Whether you like it or not, I'm his father. But they are no grace mates. If any witch in his family come after him, I will come after him. Not any of our lecturers. of God is a high calling. Do something for Christ. There is anointing in you. There is a gift in you. Listen. If you don't move, somebody will go to hell. The person's hope of salvation is only in your mouth. The wicked cannot outsmart God. And the creation cannot be powerful than the creator. This is what I love about God. He rules on the face of man. We may not see the fear inside you. Nobody saw the fear inside Job. If he didn't say, we didn't know it is fear. The thing which a great fear has come upon me. So all along, he was afraid that one day he will lose the world. One day he will lose his family. One day he will lose. Look at the fear. Demonstration. We saw it. Your children are going to do party. You have no evidence they've seen. You say, maybe they have seen. And he will constantly do sacrifice. So sometimes, his sacrifice was not based on the truth of giving to God is based on fear that they have. So we may not see the fear. You may talk, bam, 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 but the devil and God see the fear. And so if it is based on fear, then go to the scriptures, go to the YouTube and listen to my message on fear and faith. Master courage and go there. The foundation of the Lord standeth sure. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let me tell you, God is committed to protect his own. If you don't live in fear. The kind of heart God has given me. If that is what the devil is going to use to stop me, that if it's DDT, I'll drink it. 
Because nothing has stopped me from working for Christ. Finally, let me say this and close five minutes. I taught you last year about first fruit. I don't need to preach another message. I don't know how God took me to this angle. But this year, I'm on all the givings and the tithe. That one too is part of the security to fulfill all righteousness. Make sure you come and pay your first fruit. There is a message I preached on it last year. It's from the Old Testament out to the New Testament. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? Exodus chapter 34 verse 26. 34, 26. As you harvest your crops, bring the very best, the first harvest to the house. This is the, a new year. You determine it. Hallelujah. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 10 to 11. The first, Leviticus chapter 23, King James version, first. Amen. Mm-hmm. King James. Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, when you come into the land which I gave unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof. Then you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruit of your harvest unto the priest. How many of you are expecting to have a harvest this year? The Lord give you a harvest. All the harvest you have had up to this point, the Lord said that. Make sure you bring God the first fruit of what? Your harvest. I say we should do that to fulfill what? All righteousness. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse number 4. Further highlight the scope of the first offering. The scope of the first offering. The first fruit also of thy corn, of thy wine, and of thy oil. The first of the fleece of thy sheep shall that give him. Shall that bring it what? Unto the Lord. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse number 23. Obedience is the key. And when you shall come into the land, you shall have planted all manner of trees for food. Then you shall count the fair, you shall count the fruit thereof as an uncircumcised. Three years shall it be as circumcised unto the Lord. It shall not be eaten off. If you can't eat it off, you make sure you present it to the Lord. Tell your neighbor, it's time for us to walk in obedience. Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse number 2. We are going somewhere. Take that that thou shalt take of the first fruit of all the fruit of the earth which thou shalt bring of thy land that the Lord thy God giveth thee and shall put it in a basket and shall go into the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to, to place his name there is God's name here verse number 3 Amen. thou shalt go into the priest and shall be that shall be in those days and say unto him i profess this day unto the lord thy god that i am come into the country 
which the Lord swear unto our fathers for to give to us. Verse 4. And the priest shall take the basket out of thy hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. So part of the systems to raise a new altar is that you make sure that this year from your heart and according to the way you see God blessing you, you present your first fruit. And I realize personally myself, every year that I've been obedient to sow a first fruit, I have seen a lot of harvest in the year. Somebody say, Amen. Numbers chapter 18 and verse number 12. Numbers chapter 18. We are giving further insight into what the first offering is all about. This one, the first fruit is all about. All the best of the oil, all the best of the wine, all the wheat, all the fruit of them, which they shall offer unto the Lord, and them have I given unto thee. So the best, the best. When it comes to the first fruit, it has to be the best. Tell somebody, it has to be the best. No, talk, talk, talk. Don't close down. Amen. In the book of Ezekiel, uh, specific instructions was given to guide us in the place to put them. So it, says, it came as, now we have left the Lord, we have come to the prophets, who very soon arrive at, the, at, the, at grace. Ezekiel chapter 48 verse 14. So it's not just a matter of a law matter. It started there. It entered into the prophetic army. They shall not sell of it. Ezekiel chapter 48 and verse number 14. They shall not sell of it. Neither exchange nor alienate the first fruit of the land. For it is holy unto the Lord. So the prophet was telling them that when you carry your first fruit and bring it to God, it is holy unto the land. There is what tithe does. There is what offering does. And first fruit too has its place. Tight. Offering. Sacrificial The first fruit. The Bible said, they shall not sell of it. That we don't eat your first fruit. Neither exchange it. Alienate the first fruit of the land. For it is holy. You see, among all the offerings, this is the one God specifically said it is what? Holy. Unfortunately, we have not practiced it. I started talking about it when I did extensive studies about it. And I saw it. I said, oh, wow. Do you know something? How can they believe except they hear? How can they hear except someone preach to them? If you see a church who doesn't pay tight, I can't blame the congregation. The pastor has not taught them. You know the reason why you give here? Because you have taught giving. Do you know the reason why you fast here like this? Because listen, we have teach it. Ah, it is easy to do it. If I didn't teach fasting and I teach eating, some of you will be coming to church with togwe in your bag. Whilst I'm preaching, you are biting it. So how can they hear? God told me something. If a church is not a giving church, the blame is on the pastor. Because the shepherd must be able to teach the sheep what God said in his way. If you want people to be saved, you preach about salvation. If you want people to be healed, you preach about healing. Why? They went about preaching the way. The Lord working with them. Confirming the way. So when I preach first fruit and you practice it, God will confirm it. Yeah. 
people pray here because so I am responsible as a priest of this house to teach you all the things that fulfill righteousness. Hallelujah. I've been preaching about tithe. But have I taken a register and a ship at the gown and asked who paid tithe and who doesn't pay tithe? We preach only the message for those who obey. So this is it. I'm teaching you another thing that secure all your blessings on the altar. This is what the poetic book said in the book of Proverbs chapter number 3 verse number 9 Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 when you bring your first what does you do? Honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit of all your increase so that business that company that job honor the Lord. What does first fruit do? So you come there, you do what? You honor the Lord. You know in the New Testament eh, Old Testament, God let them conquer the land Eh? and God said the land to all the tribes and left the tribe of Levite and told them that they can't they can work they should sit down and receive the tithe and the first fruit of the people eh? and they will live by the first fruit and the tithe he said bring me all the tithe that there will be meat in my house and prove me it means that this is the danger if you don't pay the tithe the Levitical priesthood becomes hungry. And then when the Levitical becomes hungry, they stop doing the service of the kingdom. That you also not have anybody to bless the work you are doing. And so it is important that you don't use that's your logic mind to think. Because if you use your mind, you will mix it in the spirit. The just shall not live by his mind, shall live by what? Faith. So pay your first fruit by faith. Give your tithe by faith. It may not make sense, but it makes faith. So honor. Tell somebody and say, honor. This year, honor the Lord. How many of us want to dishonor the Lord? No hand. How many of us want to honor him? So one of the ways to honor the Lord is what he's talking about. We are raising a new altar for our children, their marriages, their future, their academics, their blessing, their favor. This is what the Lord told me. Huh? Yesterday, I was talking to my daughter. He said something that I went to meditate. He said, um, I think the school is almost trying to stop the children. Because now when you go to school, all the teachers, everything, laptop, laptop, and then homework online. Uh, is that me alone or a lot of you, your children? Eh? Today, kindergarten people are learning online. Are you getting it? Online. Yes. But he said something that struck me. He said, it looks like most of the children are using the laptop for wrong reasons. I went and said, mm. the devil has descended there. That means that. It is not enough for us to pay heavy school fees for them to go to good schools. We must secure them at the altar. Listen, because when you left your children in the boarding house and you are here, only God, only God can shield them in a way that no satanic agent child in the school will come near them. Or only God can break them a heart that they resist evil. May the Lord help us.
and as we become committed to his work and his kingdom do it hallelujah right from next week you start amen everybody say tell your neighbor honor the lord amen with what your soft hands and the first fruit of what that increase Romans chapter 11 verse 16 finally I'm ending at the at the at the New Testament so if you just in case you think it's the old for the first fruit now for if the first fruit be holy and Proverbs has said it honor the huh, one of the scriptures I quote he said that it is what holy unto the Lord if the first fruit be holy the lambs is also holy and if the root be holy so are the branches so present your first once it's holy the income and the returns that will come it will be consecrated as holy to you Amen. and satan cannot touch that which is holy Amen. so the holiness of the first fruit i pray that everything i've said only one requirement one only one thing god requires from you this one if somebody is sleeping wake them and say you need to hear this one everything i've preached from now to 31st december only one requirement only one one thing god is expecting from you how many of you want to hear are you sure that what i'll tell you next week one requirement from you if everything is going to be okay for you this year if god will preserve your health deliver you and make a way where there seems to be no way according to the messages you have heard only one requirement from every one of us and those of you watching me on how many countries i don't know one requirement and if that one is in place i promise you this probably will be your best year and the years following one requirement one you can struggle to do everything but don't struggle to do this requirement one a life of obedience stand to your feet a life of what it means that it takes obedience to give offering it takes obedience to take tithe it takes obedience to pay your first fruit once you are not doing it you are indeed disobedient only one requirement it takes obedience not to fornicate it takes obedience not to commit adultery it takes obedience not to gossip it takes obedience oh body what was the requirement and the greatest requirement in the garden of eden you can eat of every fruit but don't touch this one you don't need explanation just obey So really, all the people God called my friends and my lovers in the Bible, what was the real strength and requirement? And what is it that make God leave your father and your mother and go to a land that they show you? He departed. How do you call that? Circumcise yourself. He took a sharp stone. How do you call that? Sacrifice your son. Karim. How do you call it? This is me and you, our problem. If everything is going to go this year well it's just a matter of obedience so short prayer point father as i lift my hands in prayer grace to walk in obedience this year and deliverance from disobedience 
Lift your voice and say that prayer to God. Tell grace, Lord, grace to walk in obedience. Grace to walk in obedience. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Veld Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.